With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Tuesday. Come on in, stay a while. Gang's all here, ready to go. Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk and Football Night in America will join us. The next uh, NFL investigation into a player gambling, Colts defensive back Isaiah Rogers, gambling violations. And uh, we'll talk to Mike about this. Also, your phone calls are always welcome. Jeff Van Gundy will be on the call for the Mothership tomorrow night, Game 3 in Miami. He'll join us a little bit later on as well. The Nuggets started out as two-point favorites. Now it's up to two-and-a-half for Game 3. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle, at dpshow. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. I... uh, touched on this in the first hour the buffalo bills working on a new stadium and it doesn't have a dome i don't know if it has a retractable roof with it but if you're a buffalo bills fan you want the elements i would think you know minnesota used to play outdoors and then they got a dome and now they have another dome uh detroit they have uh, had a dome for quite some time lambo you could never put a dome in there Yes, Eden. It feels like the weather in Buffalo is such a part of the story that you can't get rid of it. Like it, it feels like it's almost like a like part of the character or something. Yeah, it's another player on the team. It, yeah. it just feels like that goes along with Buffalo and and you know your DNA is this is who we are. You come to Buffalo and you have to deal with us instead of something that's homogenized. Because then it would look like just like any other stadium yeah. in the league. They might as well be in Vegas or in, you know. But can you get a Super Bowl? When you build a new stadium, you usually get a Super Bowl. Can you get a Super Bowl in Buffalo? Why not? Well, in February, they flirted with this with the Giants when the Giants hosted the Super Bowl. And then 24 hours later, it was anarchy. Yeah, they put it in Dallas, and a massive ice storm shut down the entire city because yeah. they had no idea how to handle it. But that's Jerry Jones. And Jerry Jones... He made that ice. Yes. He didn't make it melt. Uh, but, yeah, Buffalo's getting a new stadium, and I would think that... Uh, I, I've looked at the renderings. I didn't see a retractable roof. Paulie? Yeah, I'm on the Bills website. They have the new renderings that just came out a couple weeks ago. It looks like SoFi Stadium. It's a it's an oval. There is mm-hmm. no roof. There is no protection. There's an overhang for the fans. 
So if it was pouring or raining really hard, there is a section of the fans that would be somewhat protected. Soft. Yeah, soft. Uh, and they're upper level. Those are the tough people. But right now it's just a good-looking oval. That's what's being put together. No, no plans for a roof. I don't know if Buffalo mm. wants or even no wants a Super Bowl. I mean, they want it, oh, but like I don't know if they could. The infrastructure could handle a Super and Bowl, and that may be one of the reasons they said let's just do open air because the NFL's never going to give us one. Yeah, but Jacksonville got one. There's, Although there's no threat of a foot of snow. No, no, I'm just saying logistically or entertainment. No offense. Wow. Dang. Logistically. Of you know having enough hotels, they had travel uh, uh, traffic problems. But what's the difference in Buffalo and Jacksonville? Oh, is that our poll say? Where would you live? No, 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 no. It's not where would you live? No, I'm just curious the size of Buffalo and the size of Jacksonville. Okay, and if the NFL it would even entertain having a Super Bowl in Buffalo. Do you want to play the guess which is a bigger <laughs> town game, Buffalo or Jacksonville? I've got the numbers. Well. Buffalo sounds like a town, and it feels like a town. Jacksonville's more of a city. All right. Oh, boy. oh, wow. All right. Who thinks Buffalo is bigger? Who thinks Jacksonville's bigger? I'm going to say Jacksonville. 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 Considerably, yeah. yes. Yes, by a lot. Yeah. I got Jacksonville as almost a million people. Okay. And what's Buffalo got? Under 300,000. Okay. But it feels like they could be around you know 800,000. You throw in Rochester and Syracuse, the whole area is yeah. probably half a million people. Yeah, all right. But will the NFL bestow them in uh, a Super Bowl? Probably not. I look at I'm looking at weather in uh, Buffalo in February. It's not that cold. The average daily temperature is like 31, but there are snow events that can happen. If you know what I mean. I the NFL had a Super Bowl in New Orleans, and it was the Vikings and the Steelers, I believe. Maybe the Cowboys were involved in one of these, but the weather was terrible, and it was icy. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, uh, Super Bowl V1, I'm guessing that's six. 1972, <laughs> Tulane Stadium in New Orleans. It was 39 degrees at kickoff. Coldest game played outside in Super Bowl history. Yeah, and it affected the game. Uh, do I think the Vikings would have won that in, in you know good weather? No, but you would think they would have done better in cold weather because – you know, Bud Grant famously wouldn't even have heaters on the sidelines there. All right, poll question uh, going into hour two is going to be what, Seton? Dan, let me update you on uh, hour one. Sorry, I was, okay. just, I was just checking into some breaking news that we might be have. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. We, we just put up there off the Bills Stadium for this hour. Uh, the Bills keeping their open-air stadium is keeping it real, keeping it real dumb. Uh, that right now, it's at 50-50, but the voting is very, very early. Okay. And uh, is gambling a, a problem in the NFL? How big of a problem is it? Widespread or isolated? Right now, 65% say widespread. Okay. Uh, Brent in Connecticut joining us on the program. Good morning, Brent. What's on your mind? Hey, DP. Just wanted to see if you guys wanted to talk about some real breaking news here. Okay. We have We have a live PGA Tour partnership. Who's we? All of us. Yeah? That's what I was just looking into. I wasn't quite ready to throw it on the air just yet. But. Okay, so there's a partnership here. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, we're just getting the information here, Brent, but uh, okay. Uh, Paulie, you got details on this? Yeah, it's, it, there's a press release that's just gone out a few minutes ago. I've got this on uh, CNBC. The PGA Tour agreed to merge with rival Live Golf, which is backed by the Saudi uh, public investment fund and controlled by the Saudi Crown Prince. 
The proposed merger comes after the PGA and Live Golf have been embroiled in lawsuits. The deal would all end all pending litigation between the two. There's very few details of what this partnership would mean, wow. but it appears that uh, detente, as they say in the business. Okay, do the players on the Live Tour still get paid their millions of dollars? I have no details on Okay. Other right. that, that there's an announcement that's been uh, an agreement that's been announced. Okay. We're going to get details on it. Okay. Yeah, because that would be one of the first things I would wonder is, like, what happens? What's the, the U.S. Open is coming up, and you have guys on the Live Tour who are trying to qualify by, you know, going through the way other golfers who aren't even pros try to qualify. Yeah, Paul. If this is true, and it appears is, that would be like a win for Live. They they are able to be absorbed to the PGA Tour in some fashion and probably have a lot of control because they have, they have more money than anybody still. But did they want to be absorbed? Am I, you know, welcome back by the PGA Tour? I thought that they wanted to be on their own and they were changing golf for I mean, the this better. This would be like the USFL being funded years ago and then being absorbed in the NFL. Or the, remember the ABA back in the day? But these teams? guys were having fun and they were wearing shorts and playing loud music and playing 54 holes. Maybe that goes with the deal. Okay, I don't think that's going to happen. We're going to get more details. Okay. But I, I would think guys like Phil Mickelson and Greg Norman be like, no, we don't want to be absorbed. We don't want to go back to the PGA Tour. We got our own thing. All right. Well, so Live Tour and PGA Tour are merging. Details to follow. Uh, a couple more phone calls in here. We'll get to those. Mike Florio will join us coming up in a little bit. No basketball or hockey tonight. There was hockey last night. And... uh Las Vegas winning at seven to two. You know, when it, it's seven to two, it doesn't sound as bad. But if I would put touchdowns on this, and so it's forty-nine to fourteen, then you go, oh wow, that's a blowout. Yeah, seven to two is a blowout. But sometimes we look at, oh, it's just you know one goal. Well, if I put a touchdown on that, or if I had football games where I go, okay, we're going to have one point here, and it's a. Uh, uh, Eight to four, and you'd be like, "Oh, okay, that's competitive." And then all of a sudden, you put touchdowns on that, and you go, "No, it's not." Yes, Paul. In hockey, this would be an ice kicking. Oh, okay. okay. Bloop, bloop. Is, is there a phrase for when you get roughed up? In I hockey? don't. I don't know. A uh, Jack Eichel got roughed up. Oh boy. Uh, you had uh, Matthew Kachuk who hit him, and uh, Eichel said it was clean. Hit him in the shoulder. He skated right off. So he's skating off as his teammates are fighting you know, with uh, Florida, and then he comes back on the ice. Like, that doesn't happen in other sports. They'd be like, just sit this one out, and Jack Eichel's like, no, nope, I'm going back, going back in. Yeah, see. He got absolutely crushed and just popped up and, like, skated off the ice almost like like his arms hanging like, yes. uh, went, and went right into the locker room. Got right out while the fight is going on behind him with his teammates sticking <laughs> up for him. It was such a funny sight. I think, did he return to the ice? Or, yeah. yeah. That's nuts in a blowout. Yeah, that's where you say, you know, and he's battled injuries. That's where you say, Jack, why don't you just sit the rest of this one? It's as if you have to say to the opposition, hey, you knock me down and back up. You know, when the guy gets 80 stitches and all of a sudden, yeah, just can you give me a new face mask here? It doesn't happen in any other sport. Yeah, Paul. Eichel said afterwards that he got the wind knocked out of him more than anything. And once he knew he was okay, like his head, his shoulders were okay, he knew he was going to return. Nice. 
The uh, original story of Basketball Superhero, the Peacock original movie, tells the story of a young LeBron James and his best friends as they compete to become the number one high school basketball team in the country. Shoot, shooting stars streaming now exclusively, that's exclusively on Peacock. I saw the story where um, Kyrie Irving, who hasn't even signed his contract in Dallas, reportedly is trying to recruit LeBron to Dallas, which I don't see that happening. But the fact that Kyrie is, you know, he's the one in charge here, I would think Luca would be the one who would say, I'm, try- I'm trying to recruit LeBron to Dallas. And uh, so it'd be LeBron and Kyrie and Luca. Uh, it's not going to happen. I think if Kyrie took less money, maybe he could go to to uh, the Lakers. I can't imagine the Lakers going, you know what, LeBron, why don't you go to Dallas? And, uh, you know, well, you're still, you're on the cusp of re-signing some of these players, uh, Austin Reeves, Rui Hachimura. It feels like you've, you stumbled onto something here at the trade deadline. I don't know why you'd go, who's Dallas giving you? I mean, Christian Wood? They gave everybody to the Nets. It, it doesn't make sense. And the fact that Kyrie is the one who's orchestrating this. I'm like, um, and this feels like Kyrie called up some people in the media and said, uh, hey, by the way, uh, this is what happened. And then all of a sudden it has to do with LeBron, and here we go. We got a story. Uh, there's no story here right now. Yes, Mark. Sorry. Uh, you know what? But Kyrie, you broke up with LeBron first. And now you want him back? It's one of those, man, I don't know what I, I didn't know what I had when I had him. One that got away. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's said that he's grown up since then, I, I guess. So has he? I don't, I have no idea. I have no idea. I, I think if I'm LeBron, I would say, look, Kyrie, I'll play with you, but you got to admit that uh, the earth isn't flat. If, if you do that, then, uh, then I'll join you. Until then, I'm not going to. I'm trying to see. Is there any other details to the Live Tour and PGA Tour? A little bit. There's a Joe Pompliano is one of the reporters for CNBC. He said uh, again, the PGA has agreed to merge with the Saudi-backed Live Tour. This will all this will end all pending litigation between the two. The two leagues will combine their commercial businesses into a new, yet to be named company. The deal will be announced today. The only people reporting this is CNBC, Golf Channel, mm. NBC, okay. ESPN. Not at all. I was thinking one thing. Can you imagine if, if this happens and everything is good? All the players who didn't leave the PGA Tour and didn't take the money and all the players who did, like that was a one-time, could be like the one-time life cash grab that Kepka and, and all those guys got. They hope to establish a fair and objective process for any players who want to reapply for membership with the PGA Tour or the DP World Tour following the end of the 2023 season according to a release. Yeah, I, I need to hear more information about this. CNBC is the only one who has this, so all right. But uh, I guess what they're saying. <laughs> well, they said there's a release. If you send a release out, are you just sending it to CNBC? Wouldn't you flood this with everybody, all your partners here? Wouldn't CBS get this, Golf Channel get this, Mothership get this? Oops, CNBC doesn't need a mulligan here. Yeah, yeah Seaton. Yeah, the other thing that's sort of like a side story, not really to this, but I guess, but that public investment fund, they just took control yesterday of a bunch of teams and privatized them in Saudi Arabia for their soccer league. Mm-hmm. And that's the team that has Ronaldo. Uh, and it's the team that is offered uh, 
Messi, like close to a billion dollars to play there for two years. Karim Benzema, who's a huge star, is going there. And Golo Kante. These are all guys that before the public investment fund would have theoretically gone to MLS and come here to play. Mm. But now they're all going over there. It's it's a, a huge problem for uh, Major League Soccer. Mm. Yeah, I'm wondering about this, that uh, you merge and are you still being paid by the Saudis? Yeah, I mean, that that would be my if, – if I'm Phil Mickelson, I got $100 million to go there, and all of a sudden, hey, guys, we're going to merge. First thing I'd say is uh, – what about my contract here? Are you getting paid out with your contract here? And are they going to go back to playing 72 holes and that they have to wear pant, long pants and there's no music and you don't get to have team names? So I'm, uh, I'm curious about this. And a lot of these players, I mean, they were adamant that, uh, I mean, Mickelson even came out and said, we don't want uh, Rory McIlroy because uh, of all the BS you have to put up with. That was last week. No, they got a, a partnership. Oh, oh, hey, Rory. I, I'm pairing Phil and Rory first tournament, man. It's like the SEC and Big Ten getting together and yeah. partnering. Yeah, we don't want Rory and his BS. Well, Rory's BS has to do with what he considers your BS, the Live Tour. That's why he wasn't going to join the Live Tour. Yeah. Phil feels like a guy who's got some BS that comes with him that falls behind him. No? Yeah. Yes. He's kind of a BS guy. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, yes, Mark. PJ Tour is coming to Connecticut pretty soon, so we'll be there. <laughs> hey, Rory. Hey, Phil. Yeah. Yes, Paul. I've got the official release from the Public Investment Fund, the PJ Tour, and the DP World Tour. It is complex. It is. There's a lot of wording. There's 20 paragraphs, and there's a lot of like pending stuff. I'll, I'll send it around, but it basically there is a press release that the, D, the PJ Tour, the DP World Tour, and the Public Investment Fund. That's the Live Tour have a newly formed commercial entity to unify golf. Well, we win as golf fans because that's the only thing. I missed seeing these players. Whatever reason they used or needed um, to go to the Live Tour, that's on them. I mean, I respected the person who said it's a cash grab. Hey, I'm not going to make this money. I'm going to go there and make you know a lot of money here, and I can have some fun. They okay? got so much money, they, the U.S. Open might be played in Abu Dhabi next year. But you, you have these players who went there, and they're like, okay, yeah. But then when you're saying how you're growing the game and you're having fun, and it, 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 nobody cares about that. I just miss those great players playing on the PGA Tour. If they're coming back, great. Take a break. Mike Florio on the gambling situation with the NFL and also, in particular, a member of the Indianapolis Colts. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. Shopping for tires, well, as Fritzy likes to say, can be deflating, pun intended. Not at TireRack.com. Fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. That's just the start. They have a test track. They uh, push their tires to the limit, and then they give you the results. TireRack.com slash Dan. Tell them what you drive, and there's an easy-to-use tire decision guide. That's a personalized tire recommendation. So that's the right tires for how and what and where you drive. They only sell the best. The full lineup of Redestein tires ship fast and free to you. And uh, they also have over 10,000 recommended installers, or there's mobile tire installation available in a lot of areas, which means they bring the tires to you at your home or your office and then install them on site. Usually takes less than an hour. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan and see their Vredestein uh, test results. Special offers there. TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. 
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. They say good things come to those who wait. The Mercedes-Benz SUV proves otherwise. Takes no time at all to set up a test drive. Your local Mercedes-Benz dealer. Learn more at MBUSA.com. If you're just joining us, there's a press release that says the Live Tour and the PGA Tour are going to merge after the upcoming this 2023 season. Don't have uh, details about it, but you want to talk about keeping something quiet because you've had players back and forth. Brandel Chambly on the Golf Channel criticizing Phil Mickelson in the Live Tour. Phil Mickelson criticizing Rory McIlroy. And then all of a sudden, it's like, uh, hey, we're all back together. Everybody in the deep end of the swimming pool. Yes, Paulie. I, I look back and I found out how this happened. This press release was sent out about 21 minutes ago to a lot of people in the media. I got one, and I didn't even understand what it was in my inbox. And people in the media, including CNBC, checked with the Live Tour. CNBC checked the Live Tour and PGA Tour. Is this real? Is this Because it came out of absolutely nowhere. So everyone got this in their inbox without any heads up. All right. 
Yeah, we don't know the details here. First thing I would ask if I'm on the live tours, uh, do I still get these paychecks here? Or do I have to go back to earn those paychecks on the PGA Tour? Let's bring in Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk Live co-host and, of course, contributor to Football Night in America. Mike's been writing a lot about the uh, latest gambling investigation with the NFL investigating the Colts defensive back, Isaiah Rogers, for gambling violations. How did this come about? How did it come to the NFL's attention, Mike? Well, like all of these cases, Dan, what happens is when someone uses their phone, and George Orwell had it right, sort of. Big Brother is out there, but we're all carrying Big Brother around everywhere we go. So even though Isaiah Rogers reportedly had an account that was in the name of an associate, he's using his phone. Everywhere he goes, that phone is pinging. And ultimately, the information flows back to the sports books, and they have an obligation under Indiana law to figure out whether or not someone within the Colts organization is involved in sports wagering, and one thing leads to another, and they figure it out. And that's the one big message that the league, the teams, everyone needs to send to the players. You will get caught. You're not going to get away with this, and the consequences are dire. Dan, it astounds me that that message hasn't gotten through to the players the way it needs to. And if it has and they're still doing it, boy, that's a hell of a problem for the league. What stands out in this story? Well, the notion that there's evidence he bet on Colts games. Now, did he bet on the Colts to win, to cover, to win and not cover, to lose? Who knows? And people are already looking for evidence of maybe him half-assing it on a play because, aha, he bet against the Colts. Well, let's wait for the evidence. I hope there's full transparency so we know what he bet on. Did he bet on the Colts? Did he bet on the Colts to win, to cover, to lose, whatever? That's what stands out to me because that crosses a new bridge for the NFL. The way I read his statement, he seems to think this is just a situation where I'll take my medicine like Calvin Ridley did and then I'll be back. I think if he bet on the Colts, there's a good chance the commissioner in his unilateral and complete discretion says, you're done. You're gone. You're never playing in the NFL again. I brought this up last hour. I don't know if the NFL brought Calvin Ridley to the rookie seminar or had him do a Zoom for all of these teams to really understand. He bet $1,500 and it cost him $11 million in salary, which is one of the worst beats you could ever have in gambling. Yeah. That you would... like. Baseball tried to do this with Pete Rose, and he wouldn't do it, uh, and, and, and therefore cost him the Hall of Fame. Calvin Ridley's coming back with Jacksonville. I don't know what the NFL is doing with their seminars with rookies or with players just to update them every single year on, is there anything that's changing with gambling? Are you allowed to gamble? What are you allowed to gamble on? What are you not allowed to gamble on? Do we know what the NFL is doing to kind of protect itself? Well, yeah, the NFL's policy is very simple. For all non-players, you can't wager on any sports. For players, you can wager on sports other than NFL football, but if you do it on team premises or on team business, it's a violation of the policy, which makes no sense, Dan. You could stand outside the front door to the facility. Pardon me, somebody's at the door. My dog's reacting. You can stand outside the door to the facility like someone's standing outside the door to my house right now, and you can bet on baseball, on basketball. But the minute you walk through the door, it's somehow an affront to the integrity of the game. That makes no sense. That's one of the problems. 
the policy has flaws. The policy has issues. And then the communication of it, whatever they're doing, they don't do a rookie symposium anymore because it costs too much money because, you know, times are tough now for the NFL. But coaches get in players' faces all the time. How hard is it to go player to player and say, look, look, you hear about all these other policies and you need to follow them. But this is the one that can derail your career. Here's what you can't do. Don't do it or you're done and they'll catch you. Why aren't they doing it? Of all the coaches in the NFL, Dan Campbell would be the most likely to do it. He's got four going on five guys now suspended. So something is is falling through the cracks. As one coach said to me not long ago, if you got enough players bringing home Fs on the report card, it's a problem with the teacher, not the student. So I think the league has a problem, the teams have a problem, and they need to get the players to better understand what they can and can't do. Talking to Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk Live co-host, the show that precedes ours with Chris Sims on Peacock. The uh, Bills uh, Stadium, are we building stadiums and you get a Super Bowl when you build a stadium, Mike? Well, if it's got a dome, yes. I'm not aware of the open-air outdoor stadium quid pro quo. Pittsburgh didn't get one. Now, Pittsburgh would have an issue with hotel rooms. New Jersey got one, but that was the one-time experiment out in the weather, and they got lucky. They missed it by just like a day on each side, a snowstorm. So if it was domed, yes. I don't think Buffalo is going to get one just because they're building a new stadium with state money. But if it's a warm weather location or a dome, then they find a way to give you a Super Bowl for your trouble. But if they had a dome, would Buffalo get a Super Bowl? You've got the issues with hotel space. Where yeah. would everybody stay? Remember in Jacksonville all those years ago, they had to bring in cruise ships yeah. to make up for the lack of hotel rooms. That's one of the big problems to having a Super Bowl. Maybe they'll get a draft now. I don't know. It seems like everybody's going to get a draft at some point, so that's not some big thing. But this was more about a horribly outdated stadium that needed to be replaced. And the bottom line is this. If the state and local authorities in Buffalo and Western New York aren't going to pay a big piece of the bill, there's going to be some other community that will. That's why the Raiders aren't in Oakland. It was never going to happen in Oakland. And here's Las Vegas with $750 million in free money. There's always going to be another community out there that's willing to, to pay the money to attract a team. And that's the, the quiet leverage that every team has over the city it's currently in when it's time to build a new stadium. Here we are first week in June. What's uh, next on the NFL offseason calendar? Well, the mandatory minicamps are starting to open. That's the closest thing to real football practice until training camp. And, you know, you kind of keep one eye open on the possibility that somebody's going to get injured. DeAndre Hopkins, he's been out there for a week now. I think he wants way much more than what anyone is willing to pay him. That's why no one has signed him. Maybe he sits and waits for the inevitable injury. Maybe he waits into training camp. Then all of a sudden, somebody's going to have an urgency to sign him. But that's the big name that's out there that we're all waiting to see where he's going to land. But I think the fact that it's been 11 days since we knew he was going to be cut, that tells me his number is a lot higher than whatever teams are willing to do. Why is Aaron Rodgers still trying to litigate is too strong a word, but he's trying to negotiate this with the media of what happened and why he, he's not the bad guy with Green Bay. Why, why is this still a topic or he allows it to be a topic? Sometimes you can be so smart, Dan, that you outsmart yourself. And I think that's what he did here. He tried to set up a narrative that when the season ended in 2022 and he left, everything was fine. They want, we want you back. We want you back. Then he goes into his dark closet and he comes out and he finds out they're shopping. We had to make that narrative work. 
And once it started to show that maybe it didn't work, that's when it becomes, well, oh, they try to call me. Well, I only have, I only have one bar on my phone. I have no bars <laughs> on my phone. So I didn't, I, and it all just began to crumble. So now he's chasing a narrative that was flimsy from the get go as it falls apart and he feels compelled to, to now say, oh, wait. They decided to trade me because I didn't return their phone calls. Well, I only talk to the people I like anyway. I mean, the bottom line is it was dysfunctional. He didn't want to be there. They had gotten to the point where they were ready to move on from him. But he feels compelled to come out of this as the victim, that I didn't do anything wrong. I have no responsibility for this. Everybody's got responsibility for this one, team and player. And I don't know why, as he moves forward with the Jets, he wants to do this. But, Dan, for the Jets, the warning is – Tread lightly, because all this stuff he's saying about the Packers now, who knows? In a year or two, he may be saying it about you. Uh, thank you, Mike. Thanks, Dan. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk Live co-host, and, of course, uh, NBC Football Night in America. Yeah, I was reading this with Rodgers, and I was like, you, your side, you've established, the Green Bay Packers have established their side, and that's it. It's not like we're sitting there with a scorecard, you know. You're the uh, judge with uh, Olympic figure skating. You know, I'm going to change my grade to an 8.5. I don't care. I don't think Aaron wanted to be there, or they wanted to put up with Aaron. They wanted to see what they had with Jordan Love. He surprised everybody winning an MVP, and it just felt like, okay, we still want to find out what we have with Jordan Love, and uh, we, we need to move on. Nobody wants – they don't want the, the person you were with before to say that they were moving on. You want to be the one that says, well, I'm the one moving on. I had to move on. It just – I don't care anymore about this. It just becomes such a uh, – it's like Kyrie Irving says, hey, I don't want the media talking about me, while probably leaking a story about getting LeBron to go to Dallas. Who else would be leaking this? Hey, I don't want you talking about me. Okay, don't do anything. And then all of a sudden, this story comes up and go, uh, Kyrie, sorry, I got to talk about you just a little bit here. But who else would be leaking? Is Mark Cuban going to leak this? Is Luca going to leak this? LeBron? Uh, LeBron could. I mean, he's the one trying to get leverage right now, so they rebuild the Lakers around him. That would make sense. Well, these are two guys that are trying to get leverage. Kyrie's trying to get leverage to get paid by Dallas, and LeBron's trying to get leverage to maybe bring Kyrie in. And it, it would not, I wouldn't put it past either one of these guys to be doing it to their favorite guy in the media. Absolutely. Uh, Dakota in Indiana. Hi, Dakota. Hey, Dan, what's up? Hey, bud. Hey, uh, shout out Seton. And with this whole Isaiah Rogers thing in the Colts, man, like, I need your advice because I don't know any other sports hosts that have gone through something like this, a la you and Pete Rose. Um, but I'm not like – and when you found out about Pete Rose, I know you found out long before it was reported. Were you – like, I know you were upset. I'm not necessarily upset. I'm just more mad. Like, how do the players not understand this? I don't know Isaiah Rogers. Um, and, and thanks for the phone call, Dakota. He may not care. He may understand exactly what's going on and not care or think, I'm not going to get caught, or it's only 50 or $100. Well, it's only 50 or $100 until you make 50 or 100 bets. Now, all of a sudden, you're attracting attention here. Do I think it's widespread? I think that would be strongly worded. 
But do I think that it's there's a, it's prevalent? Yeah, I do. Now, if you're betting against the Colts, that's ball game. That's it. That's your career. You're not going to play again. If you're betting on the Colts, what information did you have? How often did you bet? Hey, I bet when we played against the Texans, or I bet when we played against Atlanta. Whatever the scenario is, the NFL's not going to go, well, you know what? He bet on. That's what Pete Rose tried to explain to me. Hey, I was betting on the Reds to win every night. Well, I was told he didn't bet on the Reds every night because there were certain pitchers that he wasn't going to bet on for the Reds to win. And do you manipulate your bullpen? Hey, I got to get John Franco to come in again. Uh, you know, I need him to win this bet for me. You know, it, it still doesn't exonerate Pete. Uh, go back. You know, Joe Namath was uh, socializing with known uh, mobsters uh, back in the what '60s, and he got suspended. Uh, Alex Karras and Paul Horning. They got suspended as well for an entire season, and they were great players. Paul Horning is a Pro Football Hall of Famer. Uh, he was an MVP one year. Alex Karras was a, a great football player for the Lions. But the NFL, what they have that they can never have anybody chisel away at is the integrity of the shield, that what you're seeing is real, and that there is no doubt. Nobody's on the take. Nobody's manipulating anything. You can't have it. Because then it starts to crumble. You never want to lose, you know, that possibility of they're going to doubt what's going on here. Because it's hard to get that trust back. You know, I thought that the NBA really, you know, survived and dodged a bullet with Tim Donaghy. Because I still think there's more to that story. I don't know what it is, if it ever comes out. But it feels like there was more to that story and maybe more officials who were privy to information. Yes, Marv. The NBA is not completely away from it either because, God forbid, a call doesn't go your way for your team. Oh, the NBA is rigged. You will will see that on Twitter at nauseam. So they kind of got away from it, but not like the way they wanted it to probably. We'll take a break. We'll come back. More phone calls after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NBA Finals. Nuggets are still the favorites. I have odds to win the NBA championship next year, according to DraftKings. Anybody want to take a guess? Oh, Marv, you got your hand up quickly. Clippers. No, they're not here. It would be the weren't the Clippers one of the top three teams, top five this past year? Odds to win the NBA final. Seton, who is the favorite next year? The Celtics. They are second. Dang. Paulie? This would be crazy, but I'm going to go with a real... The Denver Nuggets, Dan? Denver Nuggets! Yeah, they might be the defending champs next year going into that season. Uh, then it's uh, it's Nuggets, Celtics, Bucks, Suns, and then it's the Lakers. But the Lakers are uh, down the line there. All right. In case you're just joining us, Live Tour and PGA Tour apparently will merge, and that'll be coming up after the 2023 season. Talk about keeping a story quiet. <laughs> Woo! They did a great job. Uh, Mark in Tennessee. Hi, Mark. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan and Danette. You guys are the best, man. Just wanted to ask a couple questions on the PGA Live Tour. Um, one, you had made mention of the Live Tour not want anything to do with the uh, PGA Tour and going on their own, and I was just curious of your take and the Danette's take on the Live uh, the PGA Tour not wanting anything to do with the Live Tour and the po- possible hypocrisy of that. And secondly, Roy McIlroy got quiet just before the PGA Tour said he's not going to PGA Championship not mm-hmm. going to take any any time to talk about it anymore. Could that have possibly been when things were stirring? And uh, just your thoughts of those things, and uh, also your thoughts of uh, just 
following the money as always. All right. Thank you, Mark. I think Rory got tired of talking about it because it was draining, and I don't think he was playing well as a result. Now, he played pretty well this past weekend until the back nine, and then he melted down. Uh, he might be mentally exhausted from all of this because he's been the spokesperson. And with Tiger not playing, it's basically Rory McIlroy and Brandel Chambly of the Golf Channel. They're the ones who have been talking about the PGA Tour and uh, the Live Tour. And now there's a merger here. Um, yeah, I guess there's hypocrisy on both sides that you would allow them back. Why are you allowing them back? You do need them because they were taking some of the best players on tour. The Live Tour, that's what's surprising. You guys wanted money and fun and freedom, and you were changing the game, and uh, you got all of that. But you weren't necessarily changing the game, and I don't know how much you know fun it was. You were playing 54-hole tournaments that nobody was watching, but you had some of the best players in the world. As a golf fan, we win because now I get those players back on tour. I don't care if you like each other. In fact, if you don't like each other and you're still competing, I'm fine with that too. I miss those days when you didn't necessarily like the person that you were playing against. That could be good. A little tension there. But uh, the Live Tour and the PGA Tour, there's a lot of details here. I think that's I, – I can't get you know through all the information here. But there's a lot of fine print. I, and there's nothing how this is going to go. This is how it's going to look next year. And they still get paid. How much they get paid? Uh, a lot of these guys got a lot of money. You know, Brooks Kepka went to the Live Tour because he was breaking down. He wasn't healthy enough. And he thought, hey, I can be a name on the Live Tour. I can cash checks. Uh, a couple of guys did that. I mean, Phil Mickelson is not really competitive anymore. But he was the, you know, he was the figurehead for Live with Greg Norman. Got paid. Hey, it's your conscience. Whatever you want to do, uh, go ahead. You know, Phil was on the cusp of being Arnold Palmer, the modern-day Arnold Palmer. He was the goodwill ambassador for the tour. And he wanted to, you know, they wanted to disrupt the PGA Tour. And they did. And maybe they're going to make the PGA Tour better with, you know, less events that they have to play, more money that they'll be able to play for. You know, okay, that's fine. All I care is, as a golf fan, I get to see the best golfers. And there were times where you feel like, all right, some of these guys aren't ready for prime time, and they're not marquee players' names, but maybe they make a name for themselves. But I still miss those players, whether it's Kepka, Patrick Reed. You know, go down the list of all the names that uh, you know they've they've acquired. Cameron Smith. Now we get everybody back. Great. I don't know what. You know the fine print there is, but uh, that'll be the uh, that'll be the story. Garrett in Salt Lake. Hey, Garrett, what's on your mind today? Yeah. Hey. Good morning. Five eight one eighty. Hey. Uh, potential poll question for you. Um, listen to Vince Scully growing up. Uh, Jim Nance. Hello, friends. My poll question is. Do more people respond with "What up, though?" when Jeff calls in from Detroit, or excuse me, "Aloha" when Ryan calls in from Honolulu? Uh, I I'm more apt to be receptive to Jeff in Detroit. What up? What up, though? Uh, as opposed to Ryan in Honolulu, because when he says "Aloha," I have to take my headphones off. Uh, Brandon in L.A. 
Or is it Brendan in L.A.? Hey, Brendan. Hey, Dan. Yeah, it's Brendan. Thanks. So I have a cone of silence connection for you, Fritzy's cone of silence. My father was an actor who was a big fan of yours, by the way, and he actually played the old admiral on Get Smart, the guy who sort of founded it, and he used to sort of fall over and fall asleep a lot on the show, but he's credited on the show with creating the cone of silence. Um, and as my dad got older in his 90s, he would sometimes start acting like the admiral. He was super sharp, but he would act like he didn't know where he was. And I said, Dad, they don't know you're acting. And he'd be like, uh, you know, F them if they can't take a joke. Um, one more thing. You talked about the, the cheese it going to the Pop-Tart Bowl last week. He was also <laughs> the voice of Milton the Toaster, the talking toaster on that sold Pop-Tarts. And the reason that got canceled was some ad executive decided they would make a kid on the, car, on, the, on the commercial be worried about Milton having a fever, and some child out in America um, decided to take the temperature of their home toaster, and so Milton the toaster was instantly canceled. So. All right. Well, thank you, Brendan. A lot of detail there. <laughs> if it comes up on Trivial Pursuit, I'm killing it. Final hour on the way. See if we can get more details on the merger between the PGA Tour and the Live Tour. I didn't think I'd be saying that today. Also, Jeff Van Gundy. He wants to do away with halftime and free throws. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.